Good morning, uh, or good evening, actually, to everyone who is tuning in to my first episode of my podcast. Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoy and stay to watch future episodes. But today's episode, we're going to be speaking about fast fashion. We'll be discussing how to live more sustainably, fashion brands to avoid, and why to avoid them. Before we begin, though, I'd like to say a quick disclaimer. If you shop at fast fashion brands, this is not in any way shaming you, because I understand, you know, accessibility, um, your budget, everything like that does contribute to how you shop and how you live and sustainably. And sometimes it's not always accessible for some people. I understand that. So, yeah, do not take this video as bashing you if you shop at brands that I speak about it is not that type of video it's just educating and hopefully will all contribute to reducing our waste and just shop less so it is time to begin the episode so firstly the question is what is fast fashion so fast fashion is a term for brands that keep on pumping out new lines new ranges you know new styles of clothing every single week that can be from a couple of hundred to thousands this is fast fashion because it is so fast it relies on trends and the garments are not thought about it is just you know quickly pumping them as soon as possible for the consumer to buy the pieces are often you know relying on trends they are not meant to last they are cheaply made and so And this is why there is such an issue with fashion and consumerism and everything like that, because we are consuming so much because we are told, you know, oh, there's a new style out, we need it. Do we, though? Or have we just got too many tops, too many trousers, too many skirts, too many dresses? Because there's so many new styles always coming out. And we have the apps. Everyone has, you know, misguided app, pretty little thing app. We go on the websites and we see these new styles and we love them. So we're like, let's just buy them, you know? Influencers play a massive part as well in this overconsumption world of fashion. We constantly see these influencers, you know, styling new outfits, new pieces, new lines, and we see them and we want them. That is just how social media works right now. It's a perfect platform for these brands to thrive. And that is how Misguided and other brands like that have basically survived because influencers are always wearing them, always posting about them. They've got, you know, Molly May has done so many ranges with them, which caused a lot of controversy because a lot of people thought that they were recycling old styles and along with these influencers they aren't researching their brands that they work with especially fast fashion brands they're not thinking is this company ethical you know are they using child labor are they paid a fair wage to make the clothes that we are promoting of course they're not they're literally just taking their check and going with the money and i'm not saying that we should you know de-platform these influencers who aren't choosing the best of brands or looking into their ethics or sustainability of the companies we just need to think more carefully as the consumer who we choose to follow are their ethics the same as mine you know and hopefully after this um episode you will have a bit more insight into the fast fashion world i think it's also really important to know about how these influencer collaborations they are paid millions like actually millions i think molly may literally got paid a million pounds for her collaboration with pretty little thing and yet they've many of these fashion brands have refused to pay their workers throughout this pandemic like they can afford to pay these workers it's just making sure that they have the most profit you know the most amount of money they don't care about the workers who are making the clothes which is why they continue to underpay them significantly 
Now on to good trends. So there has been a massive spike in people beginning to thrift. You know, that poor shaming that was a thing has really significantly reduced, which I'm so glad to see because it makes people less ashamed to step foot in a charity shop because there was such a stigma around poor shaming and, you know, looking at you funny if you ever got something secondhand. That has basically diminished and with the raise in people and users on Depop, there has been a massive acceptance of secondhand shopping. Now, Depop, I know a lot of people are hating Depop right now, and to be honest, I am as well, purely because of the resellers who are on there, you know. But then again, we shouldn't let people who are just reselling, you know, determine our experience with secondhand shopping. You know, it's easy to just overlook the resellers and choose people who are generally just selling their unwanted clothes, from brand new clothes to pre-loved. I'd also like to quickly say that charity shops are not there for people who are on a lower wage than, you know, others. Anyone can shop in charity shops. If you, you know, any spectrum of the um, money range, I don't know how to say it, but anyone can shop at charity shops. So don't think, you know, if you are on a higher income, oh, I shouldn't shop at charity shops because yada, yada, yada. Shop at charity shops if you want. If you feel comfortable with that, great. If you don't, you don't have to. You know, there's always other places where you can find sustainable options for if you choose so. So, yeah. Okay, so this portion of the episode, we're just going to be speaking about, you know, what is so wrong with fast fashion. So we've covered what fast fashion actually is. And now we're going to speak about what is so wrong. So, first of all, slave child labor so slave-like conditions have been ingrained into how these clothes are made the garment workers are mostly in um, factories overseas where there is no minimum wage so these companies and brands can get away with you know paying them a wage of one pound an hour or pence even if it was obviously converted into our money it's just awful another massive issue that doesn't seem to be brought up enough is the sexual harassment that goes on in these workplaces these sweatshops are typically run by men and they take advantage of the women who work there there's been cases of them telling women you can't go to the toilet at all throughout their whole shift which can be you know nine hour shifts ten hour shifts and they've been told you can't go to the toilet they've been there's literally been I'm not going to say it because of, you know, trigger warnings, but there has been sexual harassment that has been going on and they are not called up about it because it is so blurred in those countries what is allowed and what isn't, which is, again, why things like this keep on happening. And, you know, countries over here where we are very hot on the topic of sexual harassment, you know, minimum wage, what is allowed, we don't see an issue with it because it's not happening here, which is why it's such a massive... It's so irritating for me because fast fashion, for me, I I feel so passionate about it because especially the whole women's empowerment, you'll see brands that use these women in poorer countries on minimum wage. You'll see these brands like Misguided, they'll be like, oh, empowering Women's Day. But they don't simply care about the workers that they employ, that they aren't paying. They're not caring about the mums who have families that they can't afford to have, that they can't afford to feed. How is that empowering women? It's just so two-faced and I hate it. So that's my opinion on that. I just 
can't stand it. I feel like it's a feminist issue. I've seen a lot of things about Pinterest on the topic of fast fashion, about how it is now considered a feminist issue. Feminism is all about equality, even though the term feminism, I never have really understood why it's called feminism, if it's about equality, when feminist is obviously a female term. Anyway, apart from that... Feminism is about equality um, overall. The ethics is just, you know, men and women are equal. So if they these brands are claiming they're all about, you know, feminism, empowering women, why aren't you empowering the women who work for you? Now we're also going to dive into a few scandals that brands have had. So we'll start with Primark or Pennies, as it is known as in Ireland. And in Ireland a few years ago, there were labels that had stitched SOS messages in from the garment workers and then numbers that were, you know, relating back to these workers. They were literally stitching in SOS notes from these workplaces of basically torture And people were seeing this and being so worried and it made the newspapers, but that was about it. You know, the discussion was just quickly, oh, you know, blah, blah, it might have been a mistake. And then the brand just closed that book and all we moved on, all we love everything about their brand still. And in all honesty, I didn't know about any of this. I didn't know about fast fashion. I didn't know about, you know, sustainable habits. I didn't know any of that until a few years ago when I started researching it for a project for my English language course. And it just started there about my passion and hence this episode. Now, the next brand we're going to be speaking about is Urban Outfitters. I know a lot of you will be gutted, but it's a fast fashion brand. We don't like it. So this, when I heard about this, I was like, really? Because I thought, you know, we think about fast fashion and we think Malaysia, countries like that, which they don't have a minimum wage set. And we hear about where their sweatshops are located. But even in USA, this happens. So... They currently do not pay their workers a living wage in USA, so not a poorer country where they don't have a minimum wage, and they've been known to ask people to work extra shifts for free, despite being a billion-dollar company. I mean, really, this literally just speaks for itself about the companies, the fast fashion brands that literally are just in it for money. They don't care about the quality of the clothes. They don't care about the consumers. It's all basically about cutting costs and making it as money-efficient as possible, which we don't agree on if it means making workers not even be able to afford to live. Now, this brands these brands even that are all owns they are like kind of co-owns all together i just can't stand so we've got boohoo misguided pretty little thing all of your typical influencer instagram brands they are just the worst if you haven't seen oh what's his name james a james a casters um where he does those funny youtube videos he spoke about boohoo returns and how they don't even clean their garments once they get returned by customers they just sell them on and there's been bodily fluids basically in the clothes which is disgusting we don't like it just shows the standards again now despite being a company owned by billionaires these brands do not pay their workers a living wage their quality is cheap They have been known to rip out the tags of clothing and then stitch their label inside and sell it for twice as much as it's worth. It's just, no, we don't like. Again, with the trends, these clothes, these clothing brands aren't working with the consumer. They are working against. They set you up basically to just buy and buy with their new releases, their influencer programs, their influencer collaborations. They're just wanting your money a scandal i had to research and i just couldn't believe it was real 
So in 2017, misguided sold shoes which were illegally being made using fur from cats, rabbits and raccoon dogs. I mean, really? And they were actually listed as fake fur. Um, that would be an issue for the vegans and vegetarians. Just anyone, really. I mean, who wants cats and dog hair and rabbit on their feet? No. And there was no lawsuit filed. Like, what is wrong with people? Come on. And if we think about the cost and how cheap these clothings are made, so say they have a £5 top listed for sale, so that would be about 30% would be going towards the uh, manufacturer, 10% would be going towards the fabric. Where's that percentage going for the workers? That would literally be about 30p, 40p. Now, this next fact will hopefully shock you because it's just so awful. So back in around 2017, 2018, Pretty Little Thing put on their website and there, you know, they have lots of things listed. It's just like disclaimers. They wrote that one of the chemicals that the clothing's all soaked in is carcinogenic and causes birth defects and that pregnant women should avoid, you know, these clothes at all costs. I mean, that is just awful that they actually can get away with that. Also, I'd like to say, I know I keep on saying, um, you know, it's just a habit, so I'm sorry about that. <laughs> now, moving on to the brands that you want to avoid. We've got Boohoo, Misguided, H&M, Zara, Mango, Assos, and all of the brands that they stock. Pretty Little Thing, Nike, Adidas, Primark, I saw it first, Shein, any other Instagram business or clothing brand that you see that keep on releasing new lines for super cheap, basically. That's how you spot a fast fashion brand. Again, if they work with trends, you know, there was the brown trends that kept on coming up. We saw it on TikTok, we saw it on Instagram, we saw it everywhere. Brown was in, that was over Christmas, and it's now in spring. You really think people are going to be wearing brown? No, that just shows that it was just a trend, and they aren't meant to last. Now moving on to some solid facts that I had to research for my English language um, paper, which I thought it would be interesting to include in this podcast was... 2% of garment workers earn enough to live on. 2%. Think about how many garment workers there actually is in each factory, times by, you know, how many factories there are in the country, in the world even. Another massive issue is the amount of clothing that ends up in landfill. You know, we throw it out. 60% of all clothing made ends up in landfill or burnt, not even in a second-hand shop. 60% is a massive percentage, and we need to reduce that so... If you have any clothing that you don't want anymore, please, please just bag it up and send it to your local charity shop. They will really, really appreciate that. And it just lowers that percentage even more. Or put it on Depop, earn yourself some extra cash. Now, there was a study done that in 2016, for every person on the planet, 20 garments were made in that year. That's 7.7 .7 billion people in 2016 that was on the planet times 20. 7.7 .7 billion times 20. Let's just reiterate that because that is shocking. Like, come on, people, we don't need that many clothes. I've got a rail. I love fashion and I've got a rail and I've got some drawers full of clothes. But they're all secondhand. Or there are old clothes that I bought from fast fashion sites that I've just rewear. We don't need to, you know, wear stuff once and then think that's it. Just rewear it, restyle it. I've got a dress that I've now turned into a skirt that I don't like. If you're handy on the sewing machine, start adapting clothes to fit you better or cutting them to different styles using the fabrics. Get creative with it. That's all fashion is. Now, 
jeans. We all have a pair of jeans. I've got one blue pair, one black pair, and one white pair for the summer. Haven't worn them yet, don't know if I like them, but you know, secondhand, so it didn't matter that much. Anyway, and also I will not be throwing them out. I will just resell them if I don't end up wearing them. Anyway, do you know how much water it takes to make one pair of jeans? Seven thousand five hundred litres of water for one pair of jeans is needed. That is how much a person drinks in five years. So I've kind of given you a lot there in the last 15 minutes. Um, I rambled on a little bit. I kind of said, you know, too many times to count. I kept on thinking, should I just cut this bit out? No, we're just going to leave it all in. But now as we're closing this episode, I'm going to tell you how just to reduce this waste. If you don't, if you want to keep on shopping at these fast fashion places, that's fine. But do it in moderation. It's all about moderation. Also, I hope you are now aware of trends, new styles and how they work. They aren't meant to last. They're just meant for the consumer to consume more and buy more for the brands. Another quick thing to mention is we don't need new dresses for every summer that arrives if we've already got dresses from the last summer wear them again i've got so many dresses which i'm so excited to rewear this summer because i absolutely love them so yeah we don't need new outfits for every single event you know baby shower birthday we we just no, don't need it try and use what you've already got in your wardrobe obviously if it's like you've got a work interview and you don't have anything smart go and buy that thing that's smart but work smartly as well with your wardrobe and what you have so to avoid just buying for the sake of the event and not wearing it after the event i'd also like to say if you are unsure i feel like i haven't been clear on what where to shop now so depop is great you can use filters to filter out the resellers because obviously they're going to sell it so much higher so just put two pounds to ten pounds that's a brilliant starter charity shops if you feel comfortable are brilliant you also have online charity shops such as refashion and thrift plus which are brilliant they have loads of different brands on there that they have in stock and overall i just advise to buy less try and delete those fast fashion apps which is the first start like the starter that i took when i was developing and trying to um, begin this journey of not buying new i just simply deleted the apps i couldn't go on them when i was bored and then just buy sporadic purchases so it really helped me just reduce the amount that i was buying and that is the end of the podcast i really hope you enjoyed i really hope you've taken some of the facts in and will think about your next purchase and you know question if it will be sustainable for the planet and for your wardrobe and if you have two of the same items It has been a very long 18 minutes and I feel like I've been a bit passive aggressive um, with when I've been saying like facts and stuff. So I apologise. I just get a bit passionate. But again, thank you so much for listening and tuning into my first episode. I hope you really have enjoyed. And yeah, bye guys.